a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey guys, welcome back to the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, and street bikes. With the low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free, free, three-day shipping, it's easy to see why RockyMountAtvMC.com is the premier shopping destination for the power sport enthusiast. How about that intro song? Whew, that thing is fire, as the kids say right? Love it. Hey, all you guys out there emailing about parts, things that you want to put on your bike, you guys can head over to RockyMountATVMC.com forward slash Kiefer Tested. Take a browse around. There's a bunch of stuff out there that I approve. Check it out. You can click on buy and just know that you guys can put them on your bikes and it's trustworthy and they're good parts. So you can head over there to RockyMountATVMC.com forward slash Kiefer Tested. Thank you guys for sponsoring the show. Good to see the Rocky Mountain people out there at Loretta's. And that's what this show's about. Kiefer Tested Loretta's Dish. That's right. I tested the shit. That's right. I tested the shit out of the Loretta soil over the last week. <laughs> lots of crashes, but lots of fun, and lots of money was spent. So, Lots of lots. All right, guys? So basically, I'm just going to walk you guys through my week, kind of tell you what it's all about for those of you who haven't been there. And um, I just thought it would be a little different podcast versus, you know, doing something testing-based. We will get back to the testing-based stuff later in the week with some KX250F podcast and the new 2018 RMZ 450 podcast. That's right. I had... One of my guys out there at JGR while I was at Loretta's. Don't ask me why Suzuki planned it on the week of Loretta's, but they did. But I didn't want you guys to miss it, so I had one of my guys out there. So you can go to KieferIncTesting.com and read the test if you want. But for now, we're talking Loretta's. So my family and I had this great idea. Let's go race Loretta's this year, right? I try to do something every year, one big race a year try to keep me in the loop here you know i don't want to drift off into practice guy land um but you know my son he's a big fan of loretta's and the shows and he watches those suckers on youtube and he wanted to try so he's only raced a few races so i thought you know what my dad couldn't afford me to uh i'm sorry my dad couldn't afford for us to get back to the ranch when i was younger he worked two jobs was just a blue collar dude I had a sick mom at home that had multiple sclerosis, so we kind of had to stick around home, take care of her, and the simple fact, we just didn't have enough money to get back there, and uh, I didn't really understand it at the time because I was young, I didn't know the meaning of a dollar, and I just wanted to go, and I always complained to my dad, I needed to go to the ranch if I want to make it, 
I really want to go to Loretta's dad, but my dad always told me, son, I don't have enough money. I apologize. I just can't afford for us to go. Well, I wanted to kind of do that with my kid. I wanted to get there. I thought, you know, I saved some money, um, leaving Dirt Rider, starting this new venture. Um, I kind of already committed to that prior to leaving Dirt Rider, so um, I was already all in, and there's no turning back. Trust me, there was times where I thought twice about this, and I'll, I'll fill you in on the, the cost of this in a minute. Um, but I made a promise to him. I told him I would, and uh, for, for all those of you out there that are parents, um, when you tell your kids something, um, you damn well better do it because uh, they're watching and listening to you, so you want them to turn out that way as well. So I sucked it up. We went to the area qualifier in Victorville, um, did that. He made it out of that round. Obviously, I did too. We went to the regional in Sacramento at Hangtown. Um, he didn't make it out of that. He had kids. His class was the 9 to 12 division mod, Jet Reynolds, these fast kids that are just ripping, that all they do is ride. Aiden has a normal life, goes to public school. Public school, he goes and plays football. So um, I think it was his fourth time racing a dirt bike. So he didn't make it out of that. He wasn't too bummed. He kind of expected that. Um, so, And me and Heather did too. So he was kind of... He was okay about it, and I made it out of my plus 25 and 40, um, so we got all that done, and got home, got ready, and got the entry ready to send to Loretta's, and we decided, hey, let's tally up how much we spent, so let me just tell you guys out there, for those of you that don't know how much money it is, it's a lot of money. Um, I don't have a lot of money. I'm sure most of you, like you out here listening, don't have a lot of money either. And it's expensive. It's damn expensive to get to Loretta's. It was almost $700 just for my two entries in the two classes and a facility pass that cost 375 bucks just to park a vehicle there to get you in and out of the park. Um, it, it, it's insane. So when I added up the area, the regional, and the national at Loretta's, um, Heather and I spent nearly, I don't know, $6,000 almost, right around six grand, from gasoline to get to the regional, um, the flights to get to Loretta's, um, the cost of the entry fees, everything was $6,000. And I don't pay for dirt bikes, and I don't pay for gear or goggles or anything like that, so... All of you guys out there listening that, that do pay for that kind of stuff, and you're looking at over $10,000 to get to the ranch, which to me seems overboard. Um, it's a great race. Don't get me wrong. We'll, we'll t- discuss that more, too, later in this podcast. But, man, ten grand, dude, it's, it's insane. Like, I didn't understand it until I was already in it how much money went into this. <clears throat> and thank God for Heather because she planned a lot of the trips and flights and did all these, you know, all the back work that I didn't do while I was out testing. So... It's a lot of work, not to mention the the training that I had to do for this. Uh, I don't do anything half-assed, so um, I put in a lot of work, a lot of time, extra time on the on the bike, not just testing time, but actually motos for four months. So a lot of that took away from my family, and it's just a big commitment to do this. And so all of you guys out there thinking about doing it, um, that's the only way to do it is to do it right way, train, ride. You gotta spend the money, um, 
the area and the regional. It's just a big process to get to Loretta's. I mean, getting the if you make it to the ranch, you've succeeded. Okay, no matter what you do at the ranch, it's kind of like making the main event at a Supercross. Like once you're in the main, you're a privateer. You're like, ah, I made it, right? Yeah, sure, you'd love to do well, but the big um, payoff is making it. So we made it. Spend a lot of money. After I've seen all the vehicles that were there at the ranch, whew, someone's making some good money. I know there's a big overhead over there, but, man, holy shit, there's a lot of cars. And all I kept thinking was 375 bucks a car. And there's a shit ton of cars. So, um, yeah, so just be prepared to spend a lot of money. Um, I want to say a big thank you to Brian and Shane Logan. Um, that family um, went to Loretta's. They brought my bike. Um, it was supposed to be bikes, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, they they took my my bike and they traveled and got everything dialed in for me in for me. So thank you, and hopefully Shane, you're out there listening. Uh, hopefully you get better. Shane crashed Monday morning in practice, broke his arm in several pieces. Poor kid didn't even get to make it to the race on Tuesday. So him and his family had to leave and go to Nashville all week. Shane had two surgeries, and hopefully you're feeling better, buddy. I mean, just think about it. You know, you you, you have all this money that we just talked about and all this time invested and, and end up breaking an arm. It's just part of racing. It's part of the deal. But um, we all know as racers how depressing that can be. So, um Shane, if you're listening, man, I'm sorry. That sucks, but you'll get better. Bones heal. You'll be back out there. Get you a, a B title next year. So uh, keep at it, buddy. Um, Heather and I flew out on Sunday, last Sunday morning. Um, sign up was Sunday afternoon at Loretta's, so we left early Sunday morning at LAX to flight, and uh, we arrive at the ranch. Um, Sunday, well, let me back up. We arrived, but one of my bags didn't. That's right. I had two gear bags full of gear that I was going to wear. FXR, Fly, and Thor. Um, I wanted to kind of spread it out and and use a different um, type of stuff to race. There's six motos. I wanted to wear all different kinds of stuff. I thought it would be cool not just to, to get one company in there, but... My bag with my knee braces, um, socks, my fly gear, and most of my Thor gear was lost. So thinking that I'd get it back, you know, the the following day or that evening, never showed up. I had to borrow some knee braces, which all of you guys out there know, it's not a good feeling. It's like wearing someone else's underwear. Um, just doesn't work. And, um, didn't get the bag back until Friday. So that was gone which sucked. Um, so our, our week didn't start out well, but we get to the ranch. Um, we go up and over the hill. Uh, it's a sea of motorhomes and, and vehicles. People in golf carts everywhere. I mean, I had a talk with Travis Preston before I left. He's like, there's going to be golf cart traffic. You're going you're gonna to see golf cart traffic. I'm like, wow, whatever, dude. No shit. There's golf cart traffic everywhere. Everyone's on golf carts. There's cars everywhere. There's no cell service besides this one spot on top of a hill. I had to find where my bike was located in this whole East Coast mess. Finally, I find it. It's next to the river, which is a beautiful spot. 
the whole area, the park is is awesome. It's beautiful. It's green, rolling hills, trees. You got this creek going through. It's it's awesome looking. But I can't get over how many people come to this event. There's people there that are just camping out. They're not even even racing. They just use their vacation time to hang out and watch the races, which I thought was awesome. So we get uh, my bike. I uh, find Finn from Roost MX. They hooked me up with the graphics and my numbers. Thanks, Finn. You helped me out all week. I appreciate it. And I get the numbers placed on, get my transponder, get that all dialed. And we're pretty much ready to race. Um, the guys over at Dunlop uh, had my tires ready to go. They were all set. Um, so, yeah, so we get there, and uh, everything seems to be, you know, status quo. And we walk the track, and I notice that the dirt's really super deep and tacky and looks really fun. And uh, we go back, you know, Sunday night to the hotel, which was a shitty hotel, the night's in. Next time I go, I'm just going to stay at the track, which would be way better. Um, Heather flipped out. She, There was dirty towels. and uh, For those of you with wives, you guys know they freak out. She doesn't want to walk on the ground. There's, she's checking the sheets. I mean, if we had a black light, we probably would have black light tested the whole freaking room. But luckily we didn't. So we sucked it up at the night's in. And Monday we went there for practice. Holy shit, man. I was not prepared for what I was about to get myself into. That is the roughest um, most ruddiest track I've ever ridden in my life. It's super uh, tight. Like, I don't think I was in third gear maybe for one straightaway. That's it, third gear. Otherwise, in second gear, there were bumps on the back sides of landings, bumps going up the faces of jumps. It was, man, I, I felt like I had to relearn how to ride once I was there. It was insane. Like, I couldn't believe how rough it was. And I understand, like, all everyone had to practice that day and alternates and all that. But, dude, uh, for those of you that want to go, get back there early. Ride some of that dirt. Get familiar with it because there's nothing out here on the West Coast that can um, compete with all of that stuff that they have back there. Like... I thought I was riding ruddy tracks, Zaka, Paris, Milestone, hell to the no, because there's no ruts like there was at Loretta's, man. It was it was gnarly. So the KTM was good. It, the suspension that I had had WP set me up with cone valve and track shock. Thank you guys over there. Um, it was a good setting, a little bit soft because the dirt's super grabby, so I stiffened up the compression on the fork, and the shock was actually pretty good. I ran about 103 millimeters worth of sag on the factory dish. Um, and that's what I stuck with all week. My plan was to ride two different bikes, and I was going to um, ride a Honda, um, but it was getting too close um, to the time of Loretta's, and I couldn't get my bike ready in time with all the new 2018s coming out and having the 2017s getting turned in. Um it was just too much work for me to get done with all the stuff I had to do here. So I stuck with the KTM, um, thanks to Tom Moen and Dave O'Connor over there at KTM for letting me uh, keep that bike for a little bit longer. But would have been cool to ride that Honda. Um, I know it would have worked really good in those conditions. But nonetheless, the KTM did, did a good job for the most part. Um, most of that was on me as a rider. Um, Tuesday came, race day, first moto, plus 40. We were like fourth race, so I think, oh, the track's not going to be that rough. That was wrong. The track was rough. It was already rough. It was crazy. Um, 
for the first motos, you guys, um, we pick chips for gate pick, and I picked number three. So good gate pick, got out of the gate good. Behind Ramsey, the first lap, Nate Dog sent it over this triple while it was still greasy. Oh shit! Eats crap. I almost land on him. So sketchy. I thought Nate wasn't going to race the rest of the week. He did. I passed Nate while he was on the ground. Um, was in second behind Brownie. Saw Brownie for about two laps. Brownie's insane. Um, we'll talk more about Brownie and that whole saga later. But um, Brownie was on another level all week. I was in second for half the race. This dude behind me, John Greewe. Don't know much about the dude. Um, he did bring my awesome After Dark helmet to me, which is painted by Flying Colors, which I appreciate him for painting me a badass helmet. Um, talked to him a little bit before my race. 51 years old. Well, that old son of a bitch was behind me. I'm thinking he's going to tire out. Nope. That dude doesn't tire out. I get arm pump. He passes me. I get third. I'm on the podium. I was not disappointed, but I was okay with it. I was like, ah, it's a good first moto. I can start out that way and be set up good for the week. Um, yeah, it's just crazy how good those old dudes ride that stuff, you know? I feel like I haul ass here, and I, I thought I'd be able to haul ass there. Well, hauling ass wasn't a good word for me at the ranch. I think I just kind of rode a little bit tight and wasn't familiar with the dirt, and those guys were just better. Um, Brownie was on a different level. This Greewe guy was, was pretty good, and, uh, so I get third. I'm happy, and, uh, we move on to Wednesday. Hey guys, thanks for listening. We have a new sponsor here at Kafer Tested. It's Rutted Racing Co. Rutted Racing brings a more fitted and more comfortable apparel line to the off-road racing community. Noticing in the industry that the only way to get a long enough shirt for the taller guy, bigger guy, Ryder was to get an oversized large shirt that doesn't really fit. And who likes that? You want to look good, right? You want a best dressed out there on the track. Well, the owner, Clint, he's 6'5", and his wife, April, took it in their own hands to bring something new to the off-road racing world. A longer, more fitted men's clothing and softer, more comfortable fitting women's and children's apparel. I think it's pretty cool. I got me some stuff here. Really soft, nice stuff. Um, I'm all about softer type of materials. Um, Rudder Racing has those materials. Um, whether you're a taller guy looking for shirts that fit in an average height rider, looking for a longer yet wider cut, Rudder Racing has you covered. Check out Rudder Racing's entire product line of all their stuff that they have. Shirts, they have women's clothing, lots of cool stuff over at RuddedRacing.com. And you can give Rudder Racing a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Rudder Racing. And check out all the stuff. They have promo codes. Tell them you guys saw them over at Kiefer Tested. And uh, support them because they support the sport. So Wednesday came, and I thought I was going to be, you know, good to go. I had two motos on Wednesday. Um, but backing up to Tuesday night, because I want to fill you on every little nook and cranny of this trip. Um, so if you have children, turn the radio down. So for those of you guys that are married, husband and wife, you're spending a week with them, right? Of course you're going to you know, do the deed during the week. You can't go a week without it, right? Well, I can't. Well, Tuesday night came, you know, sitting there in the hotel. We do the thing. 
thinking, okay, no problem. Even Heather said, ah, we shouldn't, you know, save it all up for your racing. Well, I didn't save it up, guys. And Wednesday comes, and I had a crappy day Wednesday. So maybe for all of us out there that think, hey, you shouldn't do anything before the night before your race, um, I'm going to try that next time. I'm not going to do anything. Maybe I can save it up. So <laughs> Wednesday comes, uh, plus 25 moto, get a, I don't know, mid-pack start. Some dude out there squirrels out in front of me in a rut. And these ruts, guys, once you start in a rut, it lasts halfway down the straightaway, in the corner, and halfway down the next straightaway. It's not like you can just change lines right away, right? And I'm ripping tear-offs, ripping, ripping. Dude falls in front of me. I end up crashing. Our bikes get stuck together. Dude's freaking out. Guy's trying to rip the bike off. I'm like, bro, we're last. Calm down. You're ripping your brake line off. Like, just chill out. We finally get the bikes untangled. I'm lapped the second lap, so I just kind of use the plus first twenty plus, the first plus twenty five moto as a, as more like a, a practice race just to try to find lines for my second forty moto that was uh, happening on Wednesday about three thirty. Uh, three thirty comes, um, gate drops, not a very good start. I don't know, eighth, go around to pass a guy. Um, dude squirrels out again, goes over the top of the rut, right into me. We both fall. I come from dead last to get eighth. Not a bad ride, but it was hot on Wednesday, and it kind of sapped me. Um, and my, my legs never go soft when I when I ride, but, um, man, it was tough for me to, to get my ass off the seat on some of those jumps. I was seat bouncing, and I know DV wouldn't approve, but um, that humidity got to me, and being a California kid... Uh, it's hard to replicate that stuff here. So came back and got eighth. My lap times were third fastest, so I was happy. I was like, okay, you know, it happens. There's three motos. It's the ranch. Shit happens. Um, going into moto three in the plus 40, I was, I think, tied for fourth or something with Ramsey because Ramsey got second in that moto. Brownie won. So hoping for a podium. The win's out of a question. Brownie was too fast anyway. So I was hoping that I would... Uh, get a podium for the 40 thursday we had off from racing i didn't have a moto on thursday um so thursday i used to do a little bit of work in the hotel took heather to nashville for lunch kind of just hung out um went and visited the titan stadium uh, just kind of kind of rebooting for friday getting ready for friday because i had another double moto day plus 25 and 40 friday comes we wake up we try to go to the track it's raining so I'm like, okay, here we go. We have Loretta's full force right now in the rain. And uh, go to try to start the KTM in the morning. It doesn't start. I'm freaking out, um, thinking it's battery-related or something. Um, some of the KTM guys weren't at the truck yet, so I was kind of left to figure it out on my own, which you guys, I'm not a huge, um, knowledgeable mechanic. Um, but I've had fuel filter issues before i changed the fuel filter out and that was the problem i thought it was a relay because i've had relay problems before um i changed both of those but it ended up being um just a clogged fuel filter i don't know if some water or something got in there from washing the bike or or whatever because you do wash the bike a shit ton when you're at loretta's um, and it's muddy every moto it's getting washed so um changed that out. It started right up, no problems, but by then the moto was already 
loading up and getting ready to go. So we missed the plus 25 moto. So not not happy, not pretty bummed out, but going to focus all my efforts on the plus 40. And well, I had a 330 moto, so track was pretty rough. Um, good good gate pick. Eighth is not bad there at the ranch. You still get next to the box. Started about sixth and worked my way up um, to, I think, close to fifth. Went back to seventh. Was floating around, made some mistakes. And I could see Buddy, which Antonez, he was in fourth. The other guy, fifth. So I was catching those guys, but then crashed. And a bunch of dirt got stuck into my brake and locked my front wheel up. So I had to get some of that out. Big old big bore Barry Karsten got around me, and uh, I finished eighth. So I went 3.88 for eighth. You can imagine that. So uh, not the showing that I wanted in the plus 40. I came there to win. Um, Brownie was just, when I got there, I followed Brownie in practice. I knew right away that it was going to be hard to beat him. He was fast. So if I, if I came away with a second, I would have been stoked. Um, but I got eight part of racing shit happens, right? So didn't have the best weekend. Um, Saturday came, um, the people that I came with were, were picking up the bike um, they wanted to get home. Their kid was already in pain, Shane and those guys. And I just felt obligated. Hey, I want to get them out of here. I already had a shitty moto in the plus 25. I wasn't in the running. So, um, I loaded up the bike and put it in the trailer for them. So when they got there Saturday morning, they can head on out home and get Shane home and, and back to where, uh, he can be comfortable and, um, get on the men. So, Overall, that was my Loretta's racing experience, um, but I had a great time. Like with all the money that I spent, um, Heather and I met a bunch of great people. Um, Shane, his dad Brian, um, his wife, um, and for those of you that follow me on Instagram at K- at Kiki for one twenty, um, there was a lady next to me, uh, parked next to me. Her name was Nona. She was a sixty year old woman. Um, as I was sitting there next to the creek, I was watching her and she just, you know, was out there by herself, um, unloading her CRF 150. Um, she had a tent, she had her dog and I just went over there and started talking to her, you know, thought it was pretty cool that she had a bike and wanted to ask some questions and, um, sure shit, man. She was on the alternate list to race. And then as I got to talking to her more, she was, She's been at the ranch every year since um, it started, which was what I think 1982 or three. Um, I went back to the vault and looked, and there she was. I saw her name, um, and then as I talked to Nona, um, I got to know her a little bit more. And man, I just really liked this this woman. You know, she her her husband passed away two years ago, and. They shared that together. They loved dirt bikes. They came to the ranch. They both raced and, and rode. And and her husband comes to find out he was the team doctor for the the ISDE American Trophy team um, every year. So he would fly over there with them to uh, help them with anything medical um, issues that they would have. And she never told me that, but I researched this, and that's what I found out. I thought that was cool. And and if you saw Nona, you would never think that she was this type of woman. You know, she has her, her medical license. 
Um, she works for the FDA. And she was just a really humble, genuine, nice lady. And I thought she was she was great. She uh, She's just a tough, tough lady. And she loves dirt bikes. And 60-year-old, just still trying to do it and, and wanting to be there. And we talked about RM125s and... And she knew a lot of riders back in the day. She's like, "Oh, you know, I remember this guy and this guy, and do you remember Buddy Antonez when I was on when he was on Suzuki 80s?" And she just knew a lot about the sport and was very knowledgeable. And if you just would have walked by her, you would never know she even rode. You know, she just she just looked like an an older lady limping around with her dog. And but man, she uh, she was full of knowledge and full of life and. That actually, meeting Nona made my weekend, man. Like, seriously, meeting people like that gets me going. I love it. Um, I love people that are that love life, and they love dirt bikes, and they just love to do it. And she was out there doing it, and uh, she was doing it for her husband that wasn't around anymore. But, but by golly, if she wasn't going to give it hell trying. So she didn't get to race, which I was bummed on. Hopefully I will, I will see her next year, and she's in. She wants to get a... A KTM 125 SX, so we bullshitted about KTMs, and it, it was cool, man. Like, I really, really, really touched my heart to see that and talk to her. And uh, So, Nona, if you're out there, I love you. You're an awesome woman, and hopefully I'm as good as you are when I'm 60. Um, now, the brownie debacle. Um, I see when I was out there that Mike Brown was getting a bunch of shit for racing the plus 25 and the 40. People are freaking out. Like, he shouldn't race. He should be in a past champions class. They should create a past champions class or or whatever. Look it. I've never was a past champion. Um, I signed up. And, yeah, when I see Mike Brown signed up, of course I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Like, oh, boy. But I try to rise to the challenge. Yeah, he is faster than me, but... Shit happens, right? His bike could break. Um, he could have a bad moto. God knows he could have a bad moto because I had a shit ton of them. Um, but you go to the race, and it's legal for him to race. What is he supposed to do? Because he was a national champion, he can't go race anymore, and he has to try to create classes for him to ride? You know what, dude? Mike's a good guy. He just wants to ride his dirt bike, just like all these 40 other guys on the line that want to race. And no matter what, I want to win, too. In the grand scheme of things, what's it going to do for me? Yeah, uh, I win a race. It's not going to do anything for me. I get I get to go home with a trophy. The self-satisfaction that you leave with the ranch, no matter what place you get, should be enough for you to go do it. Just because Mike Brown, Nathan Ramsey, and those guys show up to race doesn't mean you shouldn't go race. So what? You go to the ranch, you get 16th. Who gives a shit? You should be proud of that 16th. There's 40 guys on the gate, and you're part of that 40-man field. Be proud of the fact that you're there. You're working your balls off. You have a Most of these dudes are 9-to-5ers, blue-collar guys. They're working their balls off, and they're going racing, and they're doing well. Who cares? Yeah, Mike Brown, he rides for a living, right? Of course, he's fast. But go talk to him. Bullshit with him. He's, he's approachable. He's just a normal dude. Like, Let's all embrace the fact that these guys want to race with normal dudes and just want to take a gate drop with you. That's how you should look at it. Um, Mike Brown, Nathan Ramsey, or whoever, they want to race, let them race. There's not enough of these dudes out there that they're going to create a class for them to go race. And 
create a championship, you know, oh, past champion class wins the Loretta championships. They're not going to do that. Just they have a 30 sportsman class that you guys out there can race. And I'm sure that changes each and every year. 30 wasn't a sportsman class. Now it is. So maybe down the road, Davey and those guys will change it to a, a 40 sportsman or maybe they'll do a 45 sportsman or whatever. So just go race your dirt bike. Don't worry about winning so much. Um, for all of you bitching out there, stop bitching. Go ride your dirt bike. Stop complaining. Don't worry about Mike Brown and sweeping, you know, both classes. Yeah, these kids out there that I heard on the podium that got beat by Mike Brown were like, you know, it was cool to race Mike Brown. Yeah, that son of a bitch, I can't beat him. But it was nice to line up against him, and it's cool that I got second. You know, they did their best. They weren't saying, you know what, fuck this, it's bullshit that Brownie's here. I've never heard any racer that was there that I've talked to say that. It's just the people on the message boards and the people that weren't there that think it's bullshit. Well, that didn't stop me, though. Hey, guys. <laughs> that didn't stop me from talking shit to Mike when he was on the line. So when I heard all this on Racer X's Instagram, excuse me, <clears throat> um, when I was on the starting line, when he'd walk by, I'd go, Sandbagger! Sandbagger! I would yell at him, and Mike would just smile and keep walking. So I was jabbing him for all you guys out there, though. I was jab-jab. So... Brownie was there. He swept, dude. You know what? I was talking shit before Loretta's thinking, ah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm training Brownie. I'm doing this. Dude, I got nothing for that guy. That guy's insane. Like, he turns it on at the right time, and he rode good. Like, he's so smooth, rides fast, aggressive, got great starts, you know, five out of the six motos that he rode. The last moto, he came back from eighth or something and won, but got good starts, solid, and, um... Yeah, it was impressive to watch him ride. I think out of all the guys there, he was the most impressive. Um, out of all the younger kids that I saw and watched ride, two guys stood out to me. Obviously, Justin Cooper, your Horizon Award winner. He was fast, really smooth. Um, but this other kid on a KTM, Enzo Lopes. I don't know how you say his name. Enzo Lopes or Enzo Lopez. I don't know which one it is. But watching him ride, man, he is fast. And he has a great style, good technique. His corner speed, I think... Probably is all as good as Cooper's, if not better. Um, I know some of the starts that he had wasn't as good, but um, watch out for that Enzo kid on the KTM. He's going to be fast. Um, overall experience for me and, and Heather at the ranch was was good. Um, it was nice hanging out with all the people. As, as much money as it is, and it's a lot of money, I'm not going to say it's not, it's ran very well. Like when your moto's at 9 o'clock, you better be there at 8.30, lining up, getting ready, because it's run at 9. It's really run efficiently. It's it's a huge national event, but it's the vibe around the pits that, I, at least for me, I mean, because I'm older, it's really laid back and local. Like, everyone's super friendly, willing to help you out. I know uh, the people that, drove, that, that took my bike, they weren't there all week because they're in Nashville, you know, babysitting their kid because he's hurt. Um I went out and borrowed power washer from Greg Albertson. He helped me wash my bike. He helped me put a whole shot device on, which I didn't have on there, um, which ended up, for all you guys out there, I got a better start without the whole shot device at Loretta's versus with it. Every time I pushed it and used it, I got a shitty start. So maybe that was me or whatever, but when I didn't run a whole shot device, I didn't push it down, I got a better start. So 
it's just everyone's super friendly. Um, all the manufacturers there are willing to help you out. Um, you know, I saw Davey walking around. You know, I was up on the podium. I was talking to, to Wygant, and we were, you know, talking crap a little bit. It was just fun. It was a fun environment to be around, and uh, it's cool to see everyone rally around and help each other versus the snobby attitude that you get at some of these races out here. And maybe it's just California. I have no idea. Um, but I've been to some, some back east races where just the moto scene in general is not that friendly. But in Tennessee, it was really friendly. Um, sitting in the creek, hanging out, um, just talking to, to people like Nona and get to know people. Like once your neighbor's there, you're, I mean, you're living with these people for a week. You get to know them and you end up creating friendships. And to me, that's almost uh, as much... It, it, it's worth it as much as going racing. Like I love the racing part and getting the gate drop and trying to do good and testing my ability. But to me, like once you're done racing, you're you're back at the motorhome of the trailer and and you get to know these people. It's just a, it's a cool experience. And uh, for those of you asking me if I will do it again, I want to do it again. I want to take me and my son. I want to go. I want Aiden to be able to make it and get there and race and uh, just experience the whole thing. The racing part, yes, I want to do good. And I want to redeem myself from the shitty year that I had, um, but the whole experience was worth it for me, and it was just it was just fun to go there and see how it all went down. Um, props to the track crew. The track crew uh, they have brakes. They they grade when necessary. They don't make it smooth, but they do. If anything's dangerous, they will fix. Um, I know in one of my second motos. Um, they had uh, a rutted face that was pretty bad. They fixed that. And uh, when it rained on Friday, they did some prep that helped the track a lot. It just ran really efficiently. Um, the downside, obviously, is it's super expensive, and uh, you got to save for it to get there. But once you're there, um, I think it's a really cool environment. I just wish they had more cell service. But um, all in all, it was a great trip. I had a great day. We flew home yesterday. We got home yesterday. Nice to be back in the high des. Um, I'm going to be back getting on these podcasts for you. Um, RMZ 450, KX250F. I got a bunch of stuff testing this week. So we will try to get back into normal scheduled programming. Um, but overall, the Reddas was fun. Sorry I let all you guys down there, um, down that were following me. And I appreciate all the, the nice texts, um, emails, and messages I got on my Twitter. Um, and uh, looks like the next big race I'll end up doing will be the Vet National so I'm sure we'll hype that up or Steve will probably hype that up um, but hopefully we can try to get a title in the 40 class at Clint Helen this year and give him hell in the 30 class so uh, I appreciate you guys out there listening to the Kiefer Tested Podcast and I met all of you guys a lot of you guys out there at Loretta's that listen um, talk to a bunch of people and very cool to talk to you guys and to hear your stories and what you guys are riding. And if you guys have any questions, um, any comments, or even maybe some future um, episodes that you think would be cool to do, you can hit me up at chris at kieferinktesting.com. Send me a message, and I'll try to get back to you and just you know want to hear from you guys. Don't forget to go to kieferinktesting.com. Buy some shirts. They're still available. There's a different kinds. There's like three or four different kinds. And uh, we'll get them out to you. And look forward to seeing you all soon. And we'll get back to you later in the week with some more Kiefer Tested Podcast. See ya.